Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. God's chief priority where you're concerned was productivity, what he expects you to accomplish for him, well then sending an angel to you with your instructions might be the best course of action. That's not his number one priority. You see, he's, he's not going to just send you an angelic foreman with your to-do list because productivity is not God's main concern with us. Connection is. Sometimes it's easy to forget that our salvation is not reliant on our productivity or our deeds. In today's message, Pastor Robert clarifies this by saying that if God only wanted us to do his bidding, then our instructions would be incredibly obvious and clear. But instead, God wants a personal relationship with us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 8, as he continues his message, Sensitivity to God's Voice. God will give you confirmation that it is Him you're hearing from. He, he's, he's happy to do that. He's eager to do it he, he, because he doesn't want you to be misled either. He doesn't want you to, you know, to just jump. But once you have that confirmation, once you have that clarity about what you're supposed to do, Philip got, he, man, he was clear, right? He was clear. But once you have that, once you have the, the, the clarity and confirmation that the guidance is, is truly from God, well, well, then just quickly obey action step number one, and he'll give you action step number two when it's when it's time for you to have that. I, I, I love the fact, you know, once Philip got to that Gaza road and had the encounter with the Ethiopian official, God's guidance did begin to make some logical sense. And, and I mean, you know, it's, it's a fascinating thing to look at. Philip didn't have any concerns about his humanity hindering his spiritual hearing in this situation. Philip didn't question whether or not the guidance was from God because God sent him an angel physical messenger with an audible command from God to hit the road toward Gaza, right? I mean, what a rare privilege. It's never happened to me. I don't know about you. I've never had an angel come to my house and tell me what I need to do today. Why why wouldn't God just do that for us all the time? I mean, it, it would make things so much less complicated, so much less frustrating if every once in a while an angel just showed up with instructions. You know, here's God's to-do list for the week, now listen, this, this, this may be the most significant statement I'll make all year. I don't say that lightly. And, 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 and all, all you type A, hard-charging, ambitious men and women, you, you need to write this part down and spend some time contemplating all the implications of about, about what I'm about to tell you. 
If God's chief priority where you're concerned was productivity, what he expects you to accomplish for him, well, then sending an angel to you with your instructions might be the best course of action. That's not his number one priority. You see, he's, he's not going to just send you an angelic foreman with your to-do list because productivity is not God's main concern with us. Connection is. It hit me many years ago, and I think you've probably heard me say this before. Pastor Joe Foch, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, shared with us at a pastor's conference. He said, God has been dealing with me about the fact that I'm not his employee. I'm his child. And as pastors, we have to be, you know, I mean, that's one of those. It's such a trap. It's so easy to fall into that rut, you know, that I'm his employee. Just give me the to-do list. Just send me, just send me the angel and tell me what you want me to do. And he says, no, because I want you to listen to me. God wants to draw us in close. He wants to train us. You know, that, that statement, Jesus made it more than once. If you abide in me, John chapter 14, if you abide in me. And, and, and then I think it's 21 where he says, you know, I'm the vine, you're the branches. There, there's several places in, where Jesus, he, he makes that kind of, you know, gives us that analogy and he lets us know that, that he wants us to, to stay as connected to him as a grapevine is to, you know, as the branches are to the, to the core vine. And in other words, he wants, us, he wants us to be so connected to him, to be continually attentive and alert and tuned in, listen, to his most subtle communication, to his whispers. I mean, Almighty God is capable of making himself heard. But, but, but see, what he wants is that he, he wants us to be paying such close attention to him that when he whispers to your spirit, when, when you have that little gentle nudge, that gentle sense, that quiet thought or, or, or that random idea, that you at least are quickly open to the possibility that God might be talking to you. And you might ask, Lauren Cunningham's question, is that really you, God? Your father's objective isn't merely to get you to do something he wants done. He has billions of angels to do that. 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, the Bible says. Angelic hosts. He doesn't need your help. He does not need your productivity. He desires intimacy with you. And when you have an intimate connection, you will produce the works that the Holy Spirit wants to bless you with. Your father's objective is to train you to incline your heart toward him and be always listening for the whisper to your soul, to to be increasingly attentive. Psalm 32, verses 8 and 9, God speaking through the psalmist, he says, I will instruct you. Think about that. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Don't be like the horse or or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. God says, don't be like that. Don't be like that. And he implies a couple of things. He implies in this that, that, that your father will guide you by force if necessary. You know, it's like, don't be like the horse or the mule. Now, I don't know about you, but I have... I have had God jerk my head around like you have to do with an un- unruly mule or horse, circumstances that he allows, circumstances that he orchestrates to 
get my attention. But, but, but this psalm also communicates God's heart to gently lead us, like a shepherd leading his flock to safe pastures. And, and, and think about it. I mean, what, what has to happen for a lamb to be led by the eye of the shepherd? The lamb has to be looking at his face. He has to be looking at his face. Now, you know, what came to my mind, and I debated whether or not to use this illustration because it it can be offensive almost, but hopefully you'll you'll get the imagery. I couldn't find anything that I felt like I could use. I was going to do a little short video, but it reminded me of a really, really well-trained dog. I've never owned one. I've never been able to train one to that you know, but I've, I have so admired, especially like the police dogs. You know, one of, one of the cops that I can consider to be a friend is a canine officer. And they work, they work with those dogs hour upon hour, day after day. And, and listen, listen, see, the, the thing, they reach a point where if they're walking, the dog is constantly doing this, looking up at the face. Continually. Why? Because they want to be led. They've been trained to be led, to not just be independent, doing whatever they want to do, trying to drag the guy. That's not going to work. No, it's, listen, do you understand that's the biblical picture of meekness, being meek? It's that lamb that's continually looking at the shepherd's face. Now, what exactly does that mean for me since, I mean, we can't exactly see our heavenly father who is spirit who must be worshiped in spirit. Well, point number three, greater spiritual sensitivity can be cultivated. Now, please write that down. It's one of those things that we need to be we need to be reminded of. I, I, I need to be, let me just put it that way. I need to be reminded of this all the time. For me, this has been a year, and I and I and I realized that it that was deliberate on God's part. I need to be continually reminded that greater spiritual sensitivity can be cultivated. Now, if it can be cultivated, it should be cultivated, right? I mean, don't you want to hear from God a little more easily? I do. The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending, or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. Give us a call at 
2730. That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio, 